0: Hi there, welcome back to 45 Not Out, the podcast for sassy women aged 45 and over who haven't quite finished with their career, life and everything else, thank you very much. We're on episode 10 and given the time of year, early autumn, this episode deals with empty nest syndrome. S syndrome affects tons of parents every year when one child or even the youngest child leaves home to attend university or college and that can leave a huge gap in the family dynamic which can be hard to come to terms with. For this reason I'm speaking to Sarah Calvert. Sarah is a psychotherapist based in central London who specialises in relationship issues, which of course includes emptiness syndrome. She talks comprehensively about all the various issues that emptiness syndrome can take, why they occur, and more importantly, what parents can do to try and allay these feelings. She also gives advice on how and when to seek external help too. My sincere thanks go to Sarah for taking time out of her busy London practice to speak to me, and I hope you find what she has to say of use. I know I did. As an empty-nepster of 12 months now, some of her tips were invaluable, and I will definitely be taking some of these up. But for now, here's Sarah. Welcome to episode 10 who knew we'd, got, we'd get to episode 10 thank you for listening and thank you for coming back this time I'm speaking to Sarah Calvert Sarah's a psychotherapist and apart from other areas Sarah specializes in relationship th- therapy now why I've asked Sarah to come on the podcast given the time of year the topic I thought we'd talk about today was emptiness syndrome, so this falls beautifully into Sarah's e- area of expertise. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you for being here, and thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Now, emptiness syndrome. We're in early September at the minute. Yeah. So staggered, Is All that to happen?: Yes. Staggered over the month of September, I expect there'll be a number of parents that are beginning to feel a bit wobbly. um, Children going away for the first time or returning for second, third, maybe even fourth year. Now, it's called a syndrome. And to my mind, that sort of explains a number of issues and um, feelings, if you like. But Are you able to explain what emptiness-less syndrome is fully from a psychotherapist's point of view? Yeah. So
1: it's not a clinical diagnosis. It's, as you said, it's a set of feelings or emotions, things like depression, loneliness, low self-esteem, and it's found in parents or women, um, whose children have moved away, have left the
0: family home. So, and now you're talking about hundreds of thousands of family units there. Is it, in my experience it's not talked about that much how common is it from your i mean is it a big part of the work that you do you know so from your experience is it every family that suffers it or do some people just ride the absence of children and it doesn't affect them at all i think i think it you know it's like people everybody's unique
1: and i think there's um i think there's a different um um I think different people experience it in different ways and to different degrees and for some couples that I see, because I work with quite a lot of couples, they might not know of it as uh, they might not connect how they're feeling with uh, the child moving away.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So really,
1: is it normally around that that time? Sorry to across you, but there's quite a lot of other, um, changes happening. So, if we think about the age group that we're looking at for these women or these people, let's say, uh, there's normally a lot of other changes happening. So, this could coincide with menopause, could coincide with um, changes in jobs. Maybe one or both thinking about retirement, or um, even taking on extra work um, to fund university. Um, So there's actually quite a lot of changes that can be happening during this time. So sometimes it's quite uh, difficult for people to break it down and think what, what feelings are attributed to what loss, to what circumstance and what situation. Often I think it's an accumulation of all of it all of these
0: things so really if somebody presents themselves in your clinic um it's quite you have to unpack really and sort of see what's behind um yeah yeah gosh see what's underlying so it's it's quite a complex issue then it's not as it's, it's not just a one thing that happens is it, it, it as you say this there's, there's so many entities that can feed into it and yeah th- th- there's there's one thing as well um one of the th- the areas that i like you sort of said um that one of, i suppose one of the big things is particularly in women it's like maybe for 15 12 tw- 18 20 25 years so that they've at the back of their head they've had the fact that they've got this child at home however independent it doesn't matter but they've had the responsibility of this child and now that's gone and would you say sarah that once that child has gone whether they come back for um half terms or holidays or whatever but that strongly affects a woman's sense of self and her place in the world i think it can do
1: yes um you know if we think about if we think through the gender lens women society uh, culturally women are seen as the nurturers and uh, and sometimes uh, seen as sort of the um the part of the fact the, the member of the family that holds it all together so they have quite a lot of responsibility for family caring and nurture yes and so sorry, so when so they'll be in that role women have been in that role for quite a Quite a number of years, and they might even actually before they come into that role, pre- preempting it. So looking for that and being excited, um, and some women with that have experienced fertility issues and issues conceiving and having a child, that's even more prevalent because there's this excitement and uh, wanting to nurture. Um, as I say, preempting it and then you've got the 18 years, or maybe more if you've got several children, of being, of holding that position within the family.
0: And, and, then, and then it's, sorry, go
1: on. Yeah, and then, uh, and then the, the children move away or become independent. So it throws into question a sense of purpose and meaning. And, you know, often, often parents, both men and women, can feel a sense of redundancy at that time. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Sarah. That was, I was going to ask that. I mean, predominantly, I suppose, if people talk about emptiness Syndrome, they automatically assume it's, it's the mother. But do men, do they ex- experience the same sense of loss?
1: Again, it depends on, um, on the father. It depends on the man, because we are all um, individual. Um, But yeah, I'd say that there is an impact because you've been in a household where you're used to a set number of family members with all the different dynamics that go on in between them all, you know, and then one person or maybe two people, two children leaving. So it does have a profound effect on everybody that's left in the household. There is a sense of loss. Yeah, I can see that that. loss might might be met with excitement. It might be met met with sadness. Might be met with a mixture of both.
0: Yep. Yep. Now, right, in in terms of first time empty nesters, um, I would imagine they're feeling a bit wobbly at the minute if they've got um, a uni drop off over the next few weeks. But when they get home car on the drive car on outside the house or whatever what, what can they expect
1: when the parents get home yeah dropping off
0: yeah and and you know, and the foreseeable well not the foreseeable but the, the sort of the following weeks and months
1: i think a range of emotions from um, excitement and maybe relief because in the preparation for university there's a whole host of things that go into that. You know, making sure that your young adult, that your child, is prepared to go out and be able to cook for themselves, do their own laundry. You're buying a load of groceries and um, goodness knows what else. And there's a whole load of prep, isn't there, from even doing the A levels all the way through. It's very consuming, quite intense. So there might be a sense of relief and a sense of tiredness from going through that process and that might be mixed with a whole, a whole raft of other um, emotions from loneliness um, to sadness, to feeling excitement and a bit of, um, you know, looking for opportunity that you might be looking forward to things So there can be a whole mixture of different feelings.
0: Would would you say, Sarah, I mean, presumably all that doesn't hit you at once. Is this what sort of pans out over the subsequent weeks and months as you resume to your life without having the children drip in and out as they do do teenagers you know sort of treat the place like a hotel um but you know sort of i presume after maybe a month or two you sort of you realize that oh you know they're not they're not coming in at whatever time they're not sort of getting up mid-morning or, or whatever and and that sense of missing them I suppose sort of compounds itself and would you say that the the sort of the experience gets a bit stronger further down the line?
1: I think it can do for some people um, I think some people experience that right at the beginning I think it's a whole process I think it's a bit of a roller coaster you can be up and down with it um but as the weeks go on the reality sets in that actually there, there is one or two people missing from the home and it can feel like a missing it feel like a, lo- a huge loss and it can feel like a big void um and it's what it's what people do with that space what people choose to do with that space which is the key to managing it and managing this transition period because it's an end of a chapter and if we look at it in that way then it's the beginning of a new chapter and that chapter
0: is yours to create fabulous sarah that's excellent so if if i can sort of expand on that what would you suggest i mean I, i sort of i just wondered about are there any sort of strategies that you would advise I mean obviously it's a very an individual thing isn't it very personal thing what will um, bring one person satisfaction may not do that for the other but just as a bit of a general thing what would you suggest go you and your partner go out on date nights or get get the videos out and look at the kids as babies you know what would you suggest that sort of help cope at this time Sorry, say so, again. First and foremost, be kind to yourself.
1: That's what I'd suggest, and be kind to each other if you live with your partner, because it is a transition time and it's a new, this is completely new for both of you. You haven't been in this situation for probably 18 or 20 years, whether it's between the two of you. So there's going to be a period of getting to know each other, again and readjusting to the couple. Because you, people change quite a lot in 18 to 20 years. What you like, uh, you know, the meanings, what gives you fulfillment, all of that will change during that time as you grow and develop. And you might not have voiced a lot of that to your partner So there is that reconnecting and getting to know each other and getting to know who you are now as individuals, but who, but how you want your relationship to be. Yeah. So it can be treated very much like a honeymoon period, but that can be met with a lot of couples with a mixture of fear and excitement that at the end of the day, there is just the two of you. So the problems, that there might have been in the relationship, might have, that might have been masked by the busyness of family life, might now become more apparent, where there's nowhere to hide, no busyness or child focus to hide behind. So for a lot of couples that I see, it's not necessarily, emptiness might be one, part of that one facet of it but then you look at the other parts of it and it's to do with underlying issues that might have been going on for some time
0: yeah and, and they as you say when the um void is there they, they become far more apparent yeah they they do so i'd say that just to
1: i would discuss it at um communications that the key thing here and to communicate with your partner what you're feeling and maybe just be curious together about is this because is this feelings of sadness and loneliness because the children have left is this like a grieving or is this something a bit deeper and couples therapy might be able to help you with that well couples therapy would be able to help you look more at that and and just explore explore what's going on there and help you work through to develop, um, yourselves as a, as this new couple come into this new chapter.
0: So, so you would say, well, sort of anybody experiencing emptiness syndrome and maybe a bit of friction. Yeah.
1: If we think about, so sometimes there's quite a lot of conflict that comes with the emptiness in the relationship. So if, if that's there, um and you think it might be more than the grief or even if it is is solely the grief then do get do get a bit of um help before that um becomes a larger problem
0: yeah so yeah it just i suppose really if it doesn't start to settle or um f- feelings escalate or some friction comes to the for that is the time to seek help yeah, yeah. Or if there's a predominant, if there's predominant themes, reoccurring predominant
1: themes coming up, then that's probably another time to to seek help. Okay. And I'd also suggest, so if we think about things that you could be doing, I'd suggest talking to other people that are going through similar things. Other parents it can be quite cathartic to know that there's others going through the same experience and reassuring to know that you're not alone in this. It can normalize the experience a little. Um, and I'd also say to accept the timing because some people's children leave home sooner than others or later than others. And there can be a bit of judgment or a bit of comparison going on. Mm. So Just accept the timing and accept what's going on in your family.
0: Mm absolutely yeah and just with the timing as well sarah i just tack on the back of that given what we're living at the moment with the pandemic i mean there will be those parents who've got children at uni second third or fourth years they've had kids home for almost six months you know that wouldn't normally have been the case um how detrimental will that be? I mean, because, like, you've probably got into this routine of they're away for 11 weeks, or however, however long the term is, and then they're back, or they just run th- straight through for a complete term, and then they're back at Christmas or whatever, but are you anticipating that this six-month lockdown that we've had, w- will that detrimentally affect people that are struggling with empty nest, or, you know, should, should we just hopefully adapt well, it's difficult, isn't
1: it? Because you, the parents um, who've got the empty nest have had a period of transition. So they might just be finding their feet and coming to terms with this new situation, but also the children too. So they've left, they've got oh, autonomy some independence. They've been enjoying themselves in the first year. And then they've, they've had this horrible situation or second year where they've had to come home and you know leave, leave their anticipated lives uh, behind and, and return back to the family unit. So that can be quite difficult for all concerned. Um, and what I'd say about that is to make sure that, opening it up again, be kind and just empathize and have compassion for everybody's situation. And maybe have family chats about it just to see how everybody's doing and see what's called for. So do, how do we navigate this together as a family? What's going to, what's going to help? What are the, what can we set in place? What can we negotiate and set in place? Like for example, borrowing the car or, um, you know, helping to keep the home in some sort of order, that kind of thing. So what can we do all together? Um, almost like a team, we can play it like a team of, of people.
0: Great tip that's Sarah. great tip, because I mean, just as, as well i mean i, I sort of from my experience I mean that that's been my experience this year's um you know sort of first year gone off last September and come back in March and actually going off tomorrow funnily enough, so it, it, it's like it, it's hard for the child to adapt, isn't it, but like you say, this team um adopting that mentality, it will make them feel well, certainly back in the fold of the family, but make them feel valued and, and accepted and, and all the rest of it. So I would imagine adapting that is quite bonding and, and like you say, helping navigate through it together. And when, when we, even as adults, when we return to
1: our family of origins home, we can become a bit like childlike and go back into those child dynamics. Um, so children, that have left the university will probably do the same. So it's talking, it's making that explicit, I think, and and talking about it and trying to find a way around it and maybe trying to have adult to adult conversations about the time for your feelings and for this process and this transition. Um, You know, there's no time limit on this. You don't have to rush getting back to feeling, you know, great about yourself just take your time be kind to yourself
0: do things for you um just just with that in mind sarah if i could just cut in if i mean obviously you've you've said if it's if things aren't working out to seek help but say how long would you say should people give themselves 12 months or longer or if it gets to 12 months and they're not feeling any more better about it or more accepting about it is that the time that they should be looking for external help or or does it depend on the individual Is is the no well
1: i'd say that if if after a few months that you're feeling quite low i'd i'd suggest looking for external help just help do you navigate this this time this transition period
0: yeah so, really, a few months if, if the feelings aren't beginning to lessen, I mean, obviously they won't go away overnight, but if, they, if they're not beginning to lessen it's and you're a bit, not
1: it's a bit like grief, so there's all sorts of different feelings that can come up. Um, and it, it, is, the whole, it is a whole process, and there's nothing wrong, there's no stick, there shouldn't be any stigma about getting help, um, with a grieving process or any transition process. Because if you think about it as an investment, if you're looking to open open a new chapter of your life, wouldn't you invest a bit of time and resource into that and into making sure that what you put in there is the best that it can be for you? And with that, I would also say in making any big life-changing decisions, probably not the best thing to do if you're feeling in a state of emotional turmoil probably best to let it to keep those decisions and those big life-changing uh, decisions like moving jobs or selling a house or moving country, just until things have a bit more settled and you've got used to the situation that you're finding yourself in and you've fully decided how you want this next era uh, to look like.
0: Yeah, fab advice, fab advice. Is there anything else we should be doing, Sarah? Or would you say, from your, your um, psychotherapist, that that's what we should be doing? Um, what, in terms of top tips, you mean? Yeah, yeah, is there anything else?
1: Yeah, I think you can cultivate relationships. A lot of focus has gone on to child rearing. Uh, A lot of free time, especially for women that are very busy in their careers and men that are very busy in their careers, a lot of free time just goes into facilitating uh, child rearing. So it's also to think about what kind of relationships you want, not just with your partner, but with friends too. There's Sometimes people have friendships because they fit in with sporting events or other events that your child does. And they're not necessarily fulfilling relationships, so this is a time as well to think about those people spending time with those people that really nurture and fulfill you and um, are in line with, with, with have interests that you have, make you feel good about yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it, you're looking for bosom friends, really, aren't you? Sort of, you know, people that. You know, so you, you really align with, and and as you say, it, they're not the ones that the, the draining relationships. It's the relationships that, as you say, sort of you leave either having a coffee with somebody and you, and you feel good. It's not the ones that have sort of offloaded or you know sort of tried to undermine you or anything. It's it's the ones that you know sort of the a bosom friend, really, I suppose you could say.
1: Yeah. So it is exciting time because this is your space you've suddenly got this space how on earth are you going to fill it and what gems are you going to put into this space yeah make sure you don't have anything in there that's
0: not going to give you joy no absolutely and as you say it's it's an exciting time because the the that opportunity hasn't hit your brain because you're too busy on sort of Organizing the children and you know sort of fulfilling your job requirements mm. and all the rest of it, so it, it, yeah and and yeah, just yeah. Yourself time.
1: And with the COVID, with the covid nineteen situation i think I think parents with emptiness have got another set of worries, haven't they about the health and safety of their of their children and um so they might not just be worrying about, are they all right, are they eating okay, are they keeping themselves physically safe um, in terms of, uh, you know, like, relationships and new sexual contact, but also, are they actually physically safe in terms of being safe from COVID? Mm. Mm. Well, wow. There's quite a lot of worry, I think
0: yes yes so and any parent that's suffering and and not feeling 100% don't well you've said it before don't beat themselves up because yeah you've got it in spades at the minute haven't haven't they sort of both the students and and the parents
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of anxiety around yeah you can can keep in touch with your with your child and arrange times that you're going to see them again arrange times that you're going to in contact so you're not they don't feel like you're smothering but they also don't feel like they've been left
0: no because well. they no. probably
1: want that reassurance that yeah. you're still there for them
0: absolutely as you're saying with the facing the, the uncertainty of covid just to add to everything else yes they'll need it they'll need it just be there when they need you great yeah. great well hopefully that's helped everybody um, fabulous tips there Sarah really comprehensive but just with the podcast one of the things I do with all the guests and I hope you d- don't mind about this is one of the things I ask and it's super cheesy but I just love what what comes out of it and and it's really if it, reflecting it back on the guest if I may in, in terms of um, looking back at their career And going back to perhaps when they first started work what advice would you give you i mean obviously now you're years down the line and so much wiser but what advice would you give yourself when you first started work well i didn't start as as a psychotherapist
1: um i started in corporate life um, and i moved into psychotherapy a bit later but what i would give to myself in whichever industry would be to speak up and be bold
0: yes absolutely and you know sarah the number the number of guests that have said that to me but do you think that's a generational thing um it, it, well not generational but age thing i mean sort of early 20s late teens whenever you hit start in the um world of work it, it, it's probably not part of your way of operating is it that you know you do that, that that, does that come later i, I suppose really it depends on the individual and the job that they do but yeah it, is, it's it, is it a,
1: that, it's about that inner confidence isn't it yeah and i think a lot of 20 and 20 people in their 20s and 30s now um well my experience is, is that they have that more so than maybe
0: uh, our generation had it absolutely and that's one of the Sort of values that's gone through this podcast as well, because obviously forty-five outlet, we're a bit different than the millennials, I should say, the twenty and thirty year olds, and and what the world was different, wasn't it? You know, sort of um, the values were different, so we weren't encouraged to sort of speak up. And, and be seen it, it was but thankfully things have pivoted a little and millennials are encouraged to do that and my experience has been with them that there are a number of them that are happy enough to sort of speak up when needs be and make sure that their voice is heard which is fabulous because obviously the world's changing
1: yeah exactly exactly progression
0: yeah yeah long may it continue especially, especially for women absolutely absolutely long long may it continue there are some fabulous tips there um hopefully it's been of use to people and a bit of a a bit of a hug really for those parents that are sort of going through this because i've been there know what it's like and you just carry on and and it's not talked about either you know sort of it's something that you just get on with and and you know so unless you've got friends that have, have a similar situation so yes so thank you for all that um yes and um, good luck with everything that that you've got going on so thank you sarah it's been an thank absolute pleasure it. thank you thank you so there you have it the Complete Lowdown on Empty Nest Syndrome. As ever, my thanks go to Sarah for taking the time out of her London practice to speak to me and for her invaluable and insightful advice. But a quick note from me. If you are struggling as your child leaves home and after a few months of sadness and grief doesn't reduce any, then consider getting external help. The UK Council for Psychotherapy or UKCP is a professional body for the industry and has a list of psychotherapists who can help in your area and you can refer yourself. I'll include a link to the UKCP website on the episode notes and in addition you can always talk to your GP. But for those who are experiencing emptiness for the first time, or those like me, who are returning to the situation after a very topsy-turvy year, stay strong. As Sarah points out, this is a natural part of life and although it seems to appear out of nowhere, it's a gateway to the next chapter. The trick is to try and guide that chapter with what you want it to look like we're in this together. Stay safe, strong and well. Till next time.